It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we share personal paranormal histories with celebrity guests and tell tales of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me usually is your other host, Bryce Johnson, but this week Bryce is in Canada. He's defected uh, to uh, against the United States in order to accept a, an acting job. Uh, so just as soon as we got the band back together, we've already lost a member. But that's okay, because I have producer Riley Bray with me, as always, to back me up. And uh, you know what? We have a guest that is worth one guest and a co-host today. Uh, you probably remember him f- as the role of Alcide Herveau on True Blood, a show that I also worked on. Uh, and uh, so he knows a thing or two about cryptids. He also starred in both Magic Mike movies, Rampage, and currently plays Deathstroke in the DC Comics movie universe. And he has a brand new heavy metal fantasy streetwear brand called Death Saves that I want to talk about as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Maganello. Hey. Yay! We're kind of harmonizing there for a minute. Hey, Joe. We learned that together at the Carnegie Mellon School of Drama. That's <laughs> yes, true. Mike. Where we were both straight theater actors, not MTs. That's what Not we're MTs. Musical theater. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, little known fact Joe and I went to college together. So we've known each other now for. Well. Uh, since the 90s. <laughs> way back in the 90s, <laughs> we would get. We took great pride in getting you. Drunk, underage. True. Well, underage, and then you took me out for my 21st birthday. But I had I had been drinking every night that week. I'm and ashamed that you remember it. it. <laughs> by the time we did it. I just, like, I, I did not last long, and I remember the disappointment. You were looking at me so disappointed. You and Arik, our friend Arik, took me to a bar in Pittsburgh, where you're from. Correct. And it was like a bar with like a hundred beers on tap or something. Sharp Edge. Sharp Edge. Yeah. Right, so tell me a little bit about Sharp Edge. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those places that all had all those fancy Belgians mm-hmm. that had like alcohol percentage levels with like X's or yeah. stars next to them. They're and like, uh, basically, if you're an American, do not attempt to drink this. Yes, and so we took you there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, do you remember? I remember. Oh man, I'm, now the, the memories are rushing yeah. back in. Do you remember there was a game we used to time you going to the bathroom? Yes. And it was like you would go in, hit the bathroom, come back, <laughs> wash your hands, and it was like five seconds or ten yeah. seconds. It was like an under ten. I could pee very fast. You could leave the booth of the restaurant, be in the bathroom, <laughs> come back. With wet, washed, yeah. soapy hands, I did wash and peed I in the middle in like, in like eight seconds. I always <laughs> it was like so it was very, <laughs> you're very easily entertained. <laughs> totally, well, that's am. your superpower. Yeah, you know? you, it you was found your Marvel power. I know there. it's gotten a little slower as I've gotten older. I feel like, but you know what? I could rise to the occasion if needed. That's where, so adult, that's where adult diapers come in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. ah, I just go in my pants. Ah, now. Half a second. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. Oh, that was nice. I still need to go wash my hands, though. Uh, Joe, <laughs> how are you, man? I haven't seen you for a while. It's it's great. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, I've man. I've been uh, wanting. You've been at the top of the list to get on this uh, podcast since we started it la- late last year. 
Um, you are a, a big fantasy sci-fi fan. I have very actually one of my favorite memories from college is you and me setting up a loudspeaker system and the TV. This is what back before we had flat screen TVs. Oh man, or watch, sound systems yeah. or surround sound in houses. Yeah, nothing. We just were like, let's get two amps, hook it up to this television, yes. and we watched Star Wars. <laughs> we watched the Star Wars trilogy, like the old school original yeah. release on on widescreen. Uh, so that was one of my favorite memories. That's, that's yeah. how we bonded. Through four and a half foot high speakers. Yeah. That like yeah. rumbled the house. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was the greatest. It was. Joe lived in a house called, uh, affectionately known as the Negley House. 631 was... South Negley Avenue. Wow, in, I forgot. I, well, I, I, I remember, that, but My I mail remember. used to go there. So yeah, of course <laughs> I remember. 631 South Negley in Pittsburgh in, in the Shadyside area. Yeah, beautiful neighborhood. Beautiful. I lived on... Ivy Street. I think Walnut and Ivy. 715 Walnut. And Did you live in what became, like, or people called it the Ivy House? But it, there were a lot of civilians. No, that I wasn't lived in there. that one. That oh, was okay. the brick one next to Village Pizza. Correct. Do you remember Village Pizza? Well, it used to be the Greenhouse Coffee when I was in high school. Oh, wow. When what? I was in high school, that's where the theater kids used to go and hang out and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and listen yeah. to the Smiths. Oh, that man. was the spot. That would have totally been my place. Yeah. Instead, I would go get, like, a, like, one fourth pizza slice and a 40 of, of king cobra yeah and, and like, yeah or just like i remember they had like a deal for like two bucks you could get two giant slices of pizza that basically equaled a third of a pizza yeah and like a giant pepsi and that was my dinner for, for college like kids four nights a week yeah good times good yeah times. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> i was at the elbow room this is like really deep cut Pittsburgh shit, Elbow and, I, and was, I know that I'm apologizing no, for it's okay. it right now, which I shouldn't. We but. have listeners in Pennsylvania, and they're going to be very excited. Elbow about room, Harris's on the on the patio when it got warm. Harris's was the best. Yep, you could get the hummus and pita. They served me when I was 16 years old in yep. high school. So, well, you also looked big ups to like them. at least 25 when you were 16. I could grow a little <laughs> mustache. <laughs> yeah, but you were tall. Sure, and you could beat up anybody you wanted to. I'm sure, like cops, yeah. if they tried to. <laughs> Get me in trouble for drinking underage. Yeah. No, I yeah. have. It was actually the cops who would buy you the beers. Yeah, man. I was just their friend. They knew me. I would give them cigarettes. I worked for Camel. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about a different that. You, time. Were, mm-hmm. you were a ca- Camel uh, spokesman. Yep. You used to go around to bars and hand out free packs of cigarettes, I think. Correct. Wow, it really was God, a different it was, time. You were a hookup. That came on the heels of my job working for Finlandia Vodka, where I wore a tuxedo, and drove around on a big giant, uh, there was U2's old tour bus that was redone, full of Finlandia vodka with like, there were two spokesmodel women in evening gowns. Yeah. And they put us on this bus. <laughs> got- they drove us around for months to every major city in America. This was one of my summer jobs. Summer job when I turned 21. And we went to every major city in America and just drank our faces and off. pretended you were on a yacht or <laughs> a gala? Dude, I was so drunk. I don't even know where I was. But I And I was chain-smoking uh, Marlboro Reds at the time, and I had a lung infection. So I was hacking up this like green Also flint. known as lung cancer. <laughs> sure. Uh, and so I had to leave. I was too, like, I was in such bad shape, I had to leave the Finlandia vodka tour. Right. And they dropped me off in the strip mall outside of Pittsburgh, and I got rid of the lung infection, <laughs> then got that job working for Camel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but before that, that was preceded by, at age 16, a friend of mine called me who booked such crazy promotional jobs and yeah. said, hey, uh, I'm in a real pinch. 
somebody dropped out of a job tonight, would you like to make $25 an hour? I'm 16 years old. I said, of course. What, what do I have to do? I said, just come down to our office, and whatever you do, if anybody asks, just say you're 21. I went, great. I said, Mom, can you give me a ride? Like, Wait a minute. I'm getting paid 25 <laughs> bucks an hour, and I get to lie? Fantastic. <laughs> this is a teenager's dream come true. Mom, I need a ride. So cause I didn't have a license. I was 16 at the time. And so my mom dropped me off at their office. I went in, and there was a group of adults, and they said, they said, oh, you're the guy. I went, mm-hmm. They said, uh, how old are you? I said, 21. I said, great, put this on. And they handed me this elaborate pirate suit uh, with, like, the cape oh, and the yes. wig and the eye patch and the ruffles and the little booties that go over your shoes to make, like, fake boots. Oh, yeah. And uh, pantaloons. And I had, like, a sword and a, a pistola. And I was going to go be Captain Morgan at a bunch of bars. I'm 16. <laughs> so I put this thing on. They load me into this minivan. They said, here are your wenches. There were two hot college girls in little <sighs> skimpy wench outfits. Oh, God. And uh, you're like, I think I like being a businessman. <laughs> well, I'm like, we're all going to get arrested. And uh, so we get to the first bar, and they pull out this huge tank with like a back, like backpack straps on it, big tank. They put it on my back. And they just started dumping bottles of Captain Morgan. They fill this tank on my back up with rum. It was like a keg of rum with a. Was it? I'm picturing like a wooden, like a mm-hmm. fake wooden. Nah, tank. It was like plastic. Okay, right. Uh, but is it in the shape of an actual like barrel or rum barrel? No. Thinking about it now, it's like a Ghostbusters. That's a real pack? design flaw. They should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It was more like more like a, like a shitty proton. Pack. Yeah. They're like, wait, I'm confused. Why does this pirate have a proton pack on his back? <laughs> Somebody saw a cockroach up on twenty. <laughs> Bite your head off, man. Uh, so they filled this thing up with rum, and it had a tap on it, like a like a tube, a yeah. tap. And they're like, "Go get everybody drunk and give everybody t-shirts." And so, you know, the girls pulled me aside. They're like, "Let's drink this shit." So I went over in the corner, and I'm squirting in their mouths. I'm squirting in mine. I'm getting hammered. And by like the third bar, you know, I had that cheruby warm feeling in my cheeks. Yeah. I'm 16 years old. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and one of the bars had a had the cowboy doors. Right, you know, at the yeah, front, yeah, the old saloon style. Yeah, and so I'm feeling good, man. I I remember I kicked the cowboy doors in, like, <laughs> and all these adults look back at me, and I went, "Arg!" And then the whole bar, you know, "Arg!" And it was on. I had everybody laying on the bar, squirting in their mouths, like on a, in a row and in mine, and I was. You know, taking pictures over the stalls oh at the urinals God. of people peeing, and girls are like, "What can I do for a T-shirt?" I'm like, "What are you going to do?" And oh, they're like, no. Shh, and "I'm taking pictures on Seagram's camera of all this debauchery, and I'm oh up on stage God. singing Marilyn Manson." Where covers. are these photo albums? It was back in the day <laughs> when nobody had cell phone cameras, so it was those were wild times, yeah. kids. Back wow, in the wild we west. could shut that corporation down right now with this story. So, the <laughs> next true. morning. My friend and I was I was so by the end of the night I was hammered and I they dropped me off on my mom's front lawn like you know with, I had like half a costume left I like I sold the knife and gun for cash <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled in one foot on the ground you know on the on the floor laying in bed to try to stop the spinning and I woke up the next morning and my friend called me and said how'd the job go and I said uh oh it was uh, it went very well I think yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like well there's a big problem. Shit. I go, what? They go, Seagram's loves you. And they don't want to do this promotion unless you're Captain Morgan. So we gotta find you a fake oh ID so we can keep God. this account. So they we got me an ID of of a friend of mine who was ten years older than me. 
He was 26 at the time. He gave me his ID, and I was Captain Morgan from age 16 through 21 in Pittsburgh. Jesus Whoa. Christ, Little dude. did you know. I don't think I knew. I knew you did. <laughs> oh it was an God. alternate source of income wow. while I was. So I, all that, all those beers that I was buying you at the Elbow Room at Half Price Pitcher Night, they were being funded by yeah, by by Seagram's. I remember you doing the... the <laughs> God, dude, I can't imagine that. How did, did your mom ever catch on? No, I think she was just like happy. I, I yeah. got this like nice job and they're paying man, me money. You're yeah. playing a character. Oh, you're getting your first acting job. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is great. This is good I, stuff. Oh my God, I would have I died. I would have absolutely died. It was nuts. It was like those were some of the best times. There's a Polaroid somewhere of me with like the two Morganettes. Right. And just hammered like one eye closed Full like pirate eye yeah super huge like you know <laughs> million dollar smile you know like just that like yeah i'm surprised you don't have like at least 16 children around the tri-state area that you don't Listen, know about when true blood happened it was like there's a moment of pause <laughs> and then i after about season two i like, I, I exhaled you're like oh, no I'm one's okay. contacted me yet i think we're okay God, that is insane! Oh, brother! That's, yeah, yes, yeah, so that's. I mean, that's like you can make a movie out of that or something, right there. Yeah, it's called Leaving Las Vegas. They already <laughs> yeah. made it. Jeez, <laughs> it's just about a guy in AA recalling the the good old days. I feel like you could have sued uh, Captain Morgan for all of this. Oh, I give my friend who got me the job shit. All the time. Like, uh, it was great, but it yeah. kind of ruined my life for a um, minute. I'm kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. So, Joe, uh, I want to hear a little bit about um, Death Saves. What's going on with that now? Now, a lot of our listeners are obviously big fantasy fans as well. Great. And you described it as heavy metal fantasy streetwear brand. Yep. I thought originally that it was a tabletop game because it's obviously got a lot of D and D inspire uh, inspiration behind it. Correct? Yes. Sure. No? Sure. But I think. You know, and and that and and that's good. That means we're doing our job. I do have a I have a licensing agreement with Dungeons and Dragons, so I have full access to their pantheon of creatures, characters. Wow! To do what I see fit with, with for the clothing line. Yes. Oh wow, that's so cool. Um, so they're on board, and we have some other collaborations that are in the works with some amazing classic pioneers and godfathers and godmothers of the fantasy genre mm-hmm. like classic instantly recognizable where, now images. where does this come from where did where did you why this well i, I i'm a big fan of, of fantasy comic book you know when i was a kid i'll say this i noticed that in today's world the genre is fractured Okay, how so? What do you mean? How so? I mean, there's genres, and then there's subgenres, right. and then there's subgenres of subgenres, mm-hmm. and on and on and on and on. Right. And when you go to comic, and then at the bottom of that, you have Sonic the Hedgehog fans <laughs> who are really into Sonic the Hedgehog. And you Google got, Sonic the you Hedgehog. You got bronies. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So Google what, Sonic the sidebars. Google Sonic the Hedgehog Jesus fan art. Get ready to have your mind blown. Are you serious? I'll show Whoa. you later. Yeah. It's a lot of heavily Christian-themed Sonic the Hedgehog art out there. Do I need to go get a licensing agreement <laughs> with might, them? You might need this to. This sounds kind of amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think this might be our next capsule release. Uh, check it out. I'll show you after, after we stop. So, um, you know, I looked around at Comic-Con, for example, and Avengers fans are over there. 
DC fans. If you like DC, well, you're over there. Right. If you like Lord of the Rings, you're over there. If you like Game of Thrones, you have to go over there. If you like comic books, like you're not even invited to Comic Con anymore. Uh, it's kind of true. Kind of true. And so everything's separated. And somewhere along the way, when I was growing up, it became societally acceptable to to make fun of people who were into fantasy. Yeah, that was called the '80s, right? And the early '90s. Through the late 90s to the early 2000s. Kind of like to like last year, <laughs> sure. And then on top of that, you had the satanic panic, which started associating people like, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, of course, he was in a... You start a band called Black Sabbath. Yeah. Like, okay, well, but he's I being tongue-in-cheek. Sure. And, you know, if you look at, like, I mean, first of all, like, Ozzy didn't write the songs, but whoever was writing the songs for Ozzy and the things that he was singing about were about run Jones. running... <laughs> Niles Rogers. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was about running away from the devil, getting away, you know? But somehow, everything got lumped into this category. You have things like like Paradise Lost. You've got the, the West Memphis Three, yeah. where kids who dress in black and listen to Metallica and grow their hair long... Well, you're you have to be the murderers, yeah. And there's no due diligence done. They're just locking kids away. And yeah, there was a very shameful sixty minutes uh, interview with Ed Bradley where he was basically coercing parents into saying that their children committed suicide and murders because of Dungeons and Dragons, right. which was so absurd. Yeah. And so what happened was it further created this this divide this chasm between the heavy metal aesthetic of say a frank frazetta and you know in modern fantasy it split at that point and right. what happened was it then became easy for bullies to pick on people who like this type of stuff because it was nerdy and dorky and you're a dork because you like this right. where before everybody who played dungeons and dragons listened to metallica had an iron maiden shirt Mm -hmm. Had a glow-in-the-dark Led Zeppelin poster, read Stephen King, hung out at the arcade, hung out at the comic book store. All of a sudden, it was like the fantasy nerds had to go away mm -hmm. because of this. split from heavy split. metal. They got left left from heavy metal and, and kind of got left behind from the rest of, of comic book culture, let's right. call it, you know? And and so what happened was if you brought it up, you got into a fist fight, you know, or it wasn't cool. It was... and. And, and where where were you in this? Where did you kind of Well, so I also had this other train running on a parallel track which was athletics. So what happened was I just didn't I, I did you become a bully, <laughs> but let's <laughs> Why? Because I, I played I played one in Spider-Man. How <laughs> yeah. uh, dare you. No, I was I was the one So what happened was is this, I stopped talking about it. Right. I played tabletop role-playing games and read fantasy novels in secret. I didn't tell people about it. Um, you know, I knew the kids that did, and I had... So I had two groups of friends. I had those kids that I hung out with and did that cut type of stuff with, but then I, you know, Friday night, I would go to the keg party with the jocks. Right. But what happened was the jocks would then pick on my friends who were into fantasy, and then I would have to threaten to beat up the jocks right. if they threatened to beat up my fantasy friends. So it was like a weird... You're like living a Clark Kent and Superman sort of double double life. And at some point, you just put it down. You're like a nerd trapped in a jock's body. I am a nerd driving a Jaeger <laughs> <laughs> that I spent 30 years in the gym trying to build. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. Conan and was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to the totally. gym now. Which is like a very nerdy thing to do, to be like, Conan's, I want to be like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to I be the guy in the in the in X-Men comics. Yeah. I want to be built like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was my dream. Yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, and so what happens is, you know, I put it down for about 20 years and, uh, and, and I was doing streetcar right at Yale, at Yale for the third time doing streetcar at at Yale, which is in Connecticut. And one of my fantasy nerd friends, uh, was a school teacher there and had kids and a wife and he lived in Connecticut. And I said, Hey man, how far are you from? New Haven, like let's let's get dinner. You should come see the show. I'll get you tickets. He said, "Listen, man, that's all great, but you're not going to believe this. We started playing again. <laughs> yeah, you got to make a character and you got to come over and play with us. It's, it's it'll blow your mind. It's just, it's amazing. It's it, it was that good. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, okay. So I made a character. I, I got I got done with rehearsal. Your, you went to your garage. <laughs> you got the jackhammer. You dug up the concrete. <laughs> you pulled out your twenty sided dice that you'd buried there. Well, first I ran to the toilet and vomited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For being reminded yeah, right, right. of this dark period of my history. Yeah. Like it was real. It's like an it. It's like yeah. the kids in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I drew yeah. a warm bath. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I can't go back. Yeah. Uh, and so one day, Friday after rehearsal, I I rented a car, made a character, and drove halfway across the state. And I started playing tabletop again, and, and it woke back up. Right. Um, and uh, and so I just from there it was like, I mean, it was like, I don't know. It was like, it, it was it was like my first love, like you know, being creative in that way, drawing, painting, creating yeah. characters, writing long form narrative stories. And I realized in that moment that I had chosen a career as an artist that was exactly what I did as a kid with oh, tabletop gaming. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and it was like, it, all of a sudden, all the dots just connected for me, and I realized, oh my God, like, I need to keep, I need to keep doing this. Yeah, you literally played like a lichen on a TV <laughs> well, show, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, funny, <laughs> like... funny story, I was at my 15-year high school reunion, <laughs> and I bumped into the guy who introduced me to the Dragonlance novels, mm-hmm. and the dra- and, and second edition Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, and immediately... Oh, dude, you remember that adventure? You remember that time when we this? Remember that? And and his wife comes walking over and go, and, and rolls her eyes and says, "Ugh, are you talking about that stupid game again?" It's like, man, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah. And why is it so socially acceptable to shit on this thing that obviously gives your husband and his friend from high school like such great memories? I mean, it's like I'm not shitting on barbie or yeah, something right to right, you. right right like right. why would why you're a mean person why would you do that right and so eventually it's a reunion so it gets to the, the conversation of oh well what do you do and she didn't she didn't know who i was she didn't know what i did and it was awesome because she goes she goes oh what do you do and i said um that stupid game i do that for a living now and right she went what <laughs> and i said yeah i play a guy who transforms into a wolf <laughs> on a show about fairies and vampires it's the number one show on cable and my friend like spit his drink on the floor <laughs> laughing awesome. yes there's a it's stigma different. behind it that it, it is really kind of weird that it's still you know still has this stigma being like oh that nerdy thing meanwhile like guardians of the galaxy is the number one box off you know movie of the box office that summer you know it's like lord of like the rings Marvel- won yeah. 17 it, oscars yeah. and yeah. made over three billion dollars game of thrones destroys Dude. every award show and rightfully so and it's like the it's the peak form of one of the nerdiest quote-unquote nerdiest genres sure. ever. sure and so so what happened those those instances made me realize you know what we're past it we're past it and furthermore if i start talking publicly 
about my love for this genre and mm-hmm. and these types of projects and books and things like what's somebody gonna say to me at this point yeah yeah big dick richie from magic right. Mo- like <laughs> right, yeah. watch out don't play dungeons and dragons you're gonna wind up like that guy well okay what what's wrong with my life right right so, exactly uh i did not kill everyone's cat in the neighborhood right uh i you know like yeah it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. we're over it yeah so i I became very good friends with Dungeons and Dragons, and in fact, I wrote part of their new adventure module for next year. Oh, right, yeah. that's awesome! Oh, crazy, uh, crazy. What's and that? I, can you? I can't really elaborate it? Okay. on it, but it's it's amazing. Awesome. It's okay, cool. So bad. It's like the most badass, like evil. When can m- listeners module ever like look for it? Um, well, it'll it'll be com- it'll be in the throes of coming out. Uh, next year around this time, probably okay. next year, early June, okay. the announcements will start be- coming Great. out, um, right. which was a dream of mine as a kid. I work as a consultant for Dungeons and Dragons now. And, you know, through that process, I said to them, I want to make some cool things to wear. Right. Because I look around and fantasy is still kind of corny and lacks taste. Mm-hmm. And I also grew up in a time where people like Frank Frazetta... Yeah, who's one of my all-time favorite Ralph Ralph Bakshi, <laughs> mm-hmm. Errol Otis, mm-hmm. uh, Larry Elmore, Jeff Easley, Clyde Caldwell, the old Dungeons and Dragons artists were cranking out the most badass, heavy metal-looking pieces of artwork I'd ever seen. It it's, blew my mind. It sucks, doesn't it? How like clip art and Photoshop has now kind of like totally pushed that stuff aside. Well, in a lot of ways, it does. But I like fantasy novel covers aren't nearly as cool as they used to be. <laughs> so here's what I did: I started hiring all those people. Oh wow! To do original art and to also repurpose their old art laying around. And I started going out to heavy metal album artists who are kind of hanging out and with yeah. without commission jobs. And I started paying them to create original works of art, like the ones on the back of the jacket I just brought uh-huh. you. Um, and, uh, and so I started building this library in order to start making art prints, posters for sale, um, you know, iPhone covers and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and windbreakers and t-shirts that are heavy metal, man, like badass. Even if you're not into D and D you want to wear this stuff because it's just the coolest. This is like some badass skeleton knights king sitting on a throne of skulls yeah it's just it's chilling it's conan the king on a on a, right. on a, thro- yeah, yeah, on a throne yeah. of skulls so funny when you said that you wanted to be conan yes. when you grew up i remember after seeing twins i think it was i remember saying to my dad i was like when i grow up i want to i want to get i want to get a lot of muscles like uh i was like i'm gonna work out get a lot of muscles like arnold schwarzenegger and then i'll just stop and he's like no 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 that's not the way it works <laughs> and i was like wait i have to do it all the time and he's like yeah and i was like Ah, forget it. <laughs> Cut to me right now. Just a soft, doughy man having a good time in Los Angeles. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't stick. I'm like, I'll wait for a radioactive spider to bite me. I'll be fine. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk to Joe about his personal paranormal history. And we're back with Joe Manganiello. Joe, um, we know you were into uh, fantasy and heavy metal as a kid. Um, did it ever cross over from the realm of fantasy into reality for you? 
What is your paranormal, personal paranormal <laughs> history? Well, it's funny you ask that. There's There was an apartment complex that I lived in on Van Ness. This was shortly after I moved to L.A. Oh, here in L.A.? Yeah. Cool. And it was right across the street from Paramount Studios. I think... We've heard of this building before, but go on. Bain Gibby might have lived yeah. in the one across from this. this it's painted might... really crazy okay, now. Okay, go on. We'll we'll figure that out later. But and uh, there were people in the building who all shared stories about strange and violent occurrences. Whoa, mm-hmm. in, like in domestic violent stuff, or no, like like telekinetic, like like. Some there were guys talking outside my window one night about seeing an apparition again. Whoa! And feeling like they were being choked in the middle of the night. Whoa! By a hand, a spectral hand. And there were like multiple stories, people telling these tales. And apparently, the house it there was a shooting there. There were a bunch of killings there it was a hanky panky house what so back that? back Wait in the studio <laughs> never hanky panky hey, yeah. scary creeper creepier it always sounds a little creepy but yeah. it never sounds scarier that's a perfect sound effect for whoa oh. sorry about that <laughs> no it was like it was perfect uh, i should have just kept talking <laughs> so i guess there was an underground tunnel leading from paramount to this house back in the day before cell phones and beepers oh, and pagers and things, they would gotcha. have to keep track of their actors and artists. Right, right. So rather than lose someone to a bar or goes and drifts out and does drugs and right. goes AWOL, they had a house for all that stuff where they'd bring drugs totally. or girls or boys or whatever you're into yeah. to the house and you were there. But when you have that type of vice or underworld yeah the the underworld comes with it so there were like gangster shootouts apparently whoa and supposedly these angry spirits were still haunting the halls of this wow this building that then was turned into apartments what was there any evidence that you ever saw of the uh tunnel that would lead to like is there like a boarded up or like walled up i didn't go looking for it right but oh, man i would have been there i just no man <laughs> yeah. i was too i don't want to yeah. mess with all this uh but there were weird things that happened in that building that Whoa. you couldn't explain Th- the types of things that ha- like you know the hair on the back of your neck st- like something had happened and you would it, it, like you would feel yeah, something, some bad energy. Yeah, there. bad stuff going on. What about the Negley House uh, where you where, where you lived in college? Did you ever have anything there? Because I definitely all good vibes, man. Yeah, all good, man. Yeah. Because at Ivy, <laughs> our our place that I used to live with, I, I lived in with uh, our friends Jamie and Ingrid and Roberta. Yeah, like that building was for sure haunted. Really? Oh yeah. I woke up feeling hands on my back one night. Um, Jamie, my roommate, and his girlfriend one night heard voices speaking out loud in the living room. I was in the shower one time. I heard the back door open and close and footsteps come in so so naturally that I thought it was Jamie coming in from class, home from class. And I was no. like, what's up, dude? Walked out. No, no answer. Hello? Hello? No answer. Walked out. Nobody there. And the deadbolt in the back door was was locked. So like and and the chain was on. So there was like no way anyone like got 
and then I remember Jamie came back from class. I was like, did you just, did you stop by? He's like, no, I've been, it was a rehearsal. So there was definitely like weird. So I wondered if, if you coming into today, I was like, I wonder if Joe ever experienced anything creepy in, in Pittsburgh. Not in Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. No, nothing. Weird. Other Whoa. than the immaculate reception, which, <laughs> yeah. went, which was a good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, something good that happened. Do yeah. you know? Do you remember uh, growing up if there were any um, folklore, any folk tales of monsters or um, or creatures? And I know for one in Pennsylvania, they say that thunderbirds are seen often, giant black birds that are big enough to, you know, that their wingspans cover, you know, fifteen, twenty feet. That's like a big, you know, that's a Native American symbol as well. But, wow. That's that's how the Thunderbirds are reported uh, in and like sometimes people think they see pterodactyls flying around in what? in uh, pencil in the Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Was there any like boogeyman that you remember growing up or growing up boogeyman? Um, there was. Uh, well, I think this was after I was grown up and gone. But there was a serial killer that, that went through. Oh, this is like a real point. serial killer. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. Who, which one was this? Oh God, I think he um, he attacked people with a hammer. Right. And his name was oh shoot. I forget the name. I forget his name. I'd have to it's look okay. it up. But We're not was... a true crime podcast. So fine. It's fine, but uh, but other than that, growing up as a kid, I don't know. I mean, I was I was always like this had nothing to do with Pittsburgh, but uh, there was a. I went to St. Bernard's Elementary School, and we had a like one book about the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, and I would always check it out. Like yeah. I would bring it back on time, and then check it right back out. Totally. <laughs> so I just I had, and here I go. <laughs> yeah, I did very like uh, above board, but. Um, uh, so I was super into that. I was super into, um, what was the old Leonard Nimoy show? Oh, In Search Of. In Search Of. Yeah. Oh man, I loved In Search Of. So where do you, where did you, as a kid, did you, did you believe as a kid? I wanted to. Yeah. There was a movie called Baby that came out. Oh, I remember maybe Baby. Maybe there was a, there was a brontosaurus in yeah. like the Congo. Yeah. And I really wanted to believe that that was true. I experienced one of my first erections while watching Baby. Wow, we need to get into the details of that. <laughs> there was a scene where she, where the lead actress, I forget who it is, like I was gets down to put that like together, she yeah. goes into the river and she's like in her bra. And uh, I remember being uh, like, my penis is standing up. What's happening? So not dinosaur related. No, or baby related. And now there's a dinosaur. <laughs> And it's not going down. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. It's only becoming more engorged. How do I know this word? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> There's hair growing in yeah. places. It's hey, this movie's great. Time. <laughs> My voice is changing. Uh, I remember Baby. Yeah, the baby's. What happened to Baby? That's like a movie that I have. Have you watched? Does it hold? It must not hold oh, up. Because how could never... it, how could it possibly? No, this is like in the like everyone's trying to make another ET. Sure, but do you remember like the old, uh, like monster attack movies like um, like Fruit of the Gods? No, it was where the animals will grow gigantic and take over. I don't think I've ever seen this giant rats and things oh, like cool. that, or like trolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. weird old creature movies. There was yeah. one movie called The Loch Ness Horror, which was about people being. Oh, so you're watching like B movie, a lot of oh, B yeah. movie stuff. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. all about crummy creature features. Creature features. I loved. Who's the giant turtle that fought Godzilla? Oh, uh, boy. You know I'm, I'm going to get yelled about? at. I know exactly who you're talking about, and I'm going to get yelled at because I can't remember. So I, I loved him. He was great. And all the old Godzilla <laughs> movies. I loved all the universal black and white yeah. horror movies. I was into anything with a monster in it who is preferably misunderstood. Right, right. And that's right. a monster. I, and all the Harry, my favorite was all the Harryhausen stuff too, like oh, yeah. Sinbad and uh, Clash of the Titans, all that Stop stuff. Stop motion, anything. I loved. 
well, like Rankin Bass Hobbit was. That was. I I always refer to that as the gateway drug for me. And I watched that movie repeatedly, so over and over and over and over again. So good. Um, who fought Godzilla? DJ Z Trip, who DJed my wedding, who started mashups basically. Uh huh. Uh, he, I got him to DJ our Comic Con Death Saves launch party, and oh, it's funny I didn't get an invite to that. He, I don't think I, I didn't know you were down there until after. I will, you could have I'm, t- I'm totally, yeah. Uh, he took a bunch of the Rankin Bass 70s Hobbit songs mm-hmm. and made b boy versions out of them. Oh, hell yeah! And, and he made a death metal uh goblin song. Yes. He, um, I remember there was like that old that Hobbit start off with. Like someone singing like this. Great lies ahead. Yeah. Wait, can anyone hear these mashups? I want to. So hear if you that. go on that my Instagram awesome. page, there's some of those videos that are up, like little clips, yeah. like, and we're, we're he's actually working on the the album. Oh, cool. We're gonna so drop gonna like the fantasy metal album as mixed by Z Trip oh, is forthcoming, and we're gonna do some Death Saves album art for it and launch it properly. But he had this song. I mean, that sounds awesome. It was insane. He has this one. It was um, uh, he's mixed Master of Puppets. He made a song called Dungeon Master. Oh uh, wow! Well, oh, where he was cutting and scratching in and out of Master of Puppets. Yeah, sampling where it was like dungeon master master dungeon master <laughs> it's amazing so look for that at sometime soon all right great i mean, it sounds like you have a lot of exciting things coming out joe just being passionate yeah you know um all right before we move on to this week's tale of high strangeness we're going to test and see what you believe in and what you don't <laughs> guessing um, i don't know we'll find out uh this is a game that we call bullshit or believe it. It's fast. Uh, it's a rapid fire question. Okay. I'm scanning through my phone to find it because. Oh, here we go. Bullshit or All believe right. it. So you just say bullshit or believe it. And if there's any you want to go back to after we run through them, we'll talk about them. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. On your mark. Yep. Get set. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Bullshit. Bigfoot. <sighs> Are you gonna get offended? If no, I say if no I, offense, if I, if I say bullshit, no offense. Okay, bullshit. Angels. Oh man, angels, angels. Oh no. Well, okay, I believe it, but okay, that's, we'll come back. Yeah, Gnomes. Okay. Sorry, Scandinavia <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> JFK assassination conspiracy. Oh, believe it. Fairies. Other than Anna Paquin, bullshit. Unicorns. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Bullshit. Alien Greys. Alien Greys. Like, you know, the ones with the big black eyes and the skinny gray bodies, big heads. It's bullshit. Parallel universes. <sighs> Believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. Ooh, like V? Yes. Bullshit. Exactly. Back like to the v. alien thing. Mermaids. Uh, bullshit. But I love that John Patrick Shanley <laughs> <laughs> one act play. It's, it's beautiful. Go. Anyway. Heaven. Oh man! Uh, I think they, it exists on Earth. Hell, it exists on Earth. Dragons. In my mind, <laughs> the greatest adventure. Yeti. Yeah. Yeti is bullshit. Elves. Keebler. Yes. <laughs> ESP. I, I, I believe it. Carl Carl Young. 
Yeah, I believe it. Chupacabra. Bullshit. Demons. Oh, man. Um, like angry souls, trap, wandering energy. However uh, you define believe it. it. Believe it, yeah. Uh, Atlantis. Bullshit. Life on other planets. Well, no, actually, it was okay. somewhere. I just don't think it was definitely some island in the Mediterranean, and they thought, "Oh, this is Atlantis." You just don't think it's like a sci-fi fantasy realm, and now it's yeah. like Mykonos. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah. Of, it's like the home of <laughs> progressive trance music. Got it. Yeah, that's it's it. Um, life on other planets. Life on other planets mathematically has to be possible. World peace. Never. <laughs> Unless. No, it's like with great power. Someone has to take it over and and scare everyone into being peaceful. Okay, now you're getting Machiavellian. It's true. You I, know, it didn't work for Darth Vader. <sighs> he was almost there. <laughs> 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 All right, great job. We have a couple that I want to go back to. Angels, you point. You were like, uh... I think that energy goes somewhere. Yeah, I think it does. And yeah, I, I think I I, th- I think it I think it floats around okay i don't know if it's sentient but right. i think that there's there are there are energy there's like around. good powerful light energy yeah and i and i i want to believe that i mean not to say that there's an afterlife but i think you die and there is some form of information that goes somewhere yeah. and i think potentially i would not be surprised if that energy got trapped in this plane or didn't you know make it okay. on somewhere else cool i've seen too many weird things happen okay okay synchronicity and such yeah. that i just don't know how to explain that carl jung didn't know how to explain yeah that. synchronicity is like a big thing that recurs i think in everybody's life yeah. but I, i've definitely had really strong i don't know that it has to do with angels but yeah no but, but right i, I think but... there's there's something to the energy thing. there's some i i, I like i like that the there's a sort of a uh uh Living information system that might uh, Otherwise, interact. Otherwise, it's us. the only way I can make any kind of sense of what we're doing. Right okay, now. cool. I like it. Um, so UFOs, like you, you believe no. on life on other planets? You think there's no no way in hell that they're visiting? I met a guy doing. I did an autograph signing in Northampton. Oh I love stories that start with I met a guy in in, Nor- in Northampton, <laughs> England, years ago, and yeah. there was a guy who ran these conventions, autograph signings, and one of his huge. Things he one of his big passions was meeting every single person that had ever been in outer space, and he set up autograph signings where you can go and meet every astronaut, like in right. signings. You know, Buzz Aldrin is going to sign an autograph. You know. He he boasted to have met like every single person that had been to outer space except for one or two, mm-hmm. and like Yuri Gagarin was not the first man in space. He was the second. Mm-hmm. The first one actually burnt up on reentry, yeah, and the Russians were like, "Hide this and send the second guy up." Yuri, Yuri, you're up. Yeah. And yeah. he was the guy who made it. So, like, he had insider baseball facts like right. that. And so I said, we've talked to all these guys. Have UFOs? Do they exist? He said, yeah, mathematically, we're pretty sh- You know, there has to be life out there. But through everyone I've talked to, I am almost certain without a doubt they have not visited our planet. Okay. So- and that's coming from... right. Space travelers and that. So do you think that a lot of like these, I mean, strange, because we've had people on the show that have seen weird craft like up close. Do you think yeah. that that's probably man-made stuff here, black ops? I would assume so. Right. I would assume. I would think. What about time travelers from the future? Hmm. Somebody's going to figure it out someday. I think if the math supports it, right. then wouldn't it? Right. Wouldn't it be? So right? maybe, maybe that. Would you be open to that idea? I'm open to it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, we're getting somewhere. Just right. trying to crack the door back open there. I'm yeah. open to that. Yeah. I'm open to that. Uh, yeah. When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell a story that uh, 
it's going to push the limits of what Joe will remain open to. <laughs> uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back with Joe Manganiello. And, of course, the giant turtle who fought Godzilla was, indeed, Gamera. That's right. Sorry about that. Nerds. Um, okay. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> take it all back. Nerd talk with Joe and Mike. Um, okay, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh there you go. Uh, brother. Um, tell you something, yeah. <laughs> you little, too, you're need a, big... a little excitement. That's a really good macho man, dude. Thanks. That's a dream role for me. Oh, uh, I w- if I could, I would greenlight it right now. You'd be f- fucking perfect for Savage, it. Savage, the Randy Pablo oh. story. God, that'd be so good. Guys, Hollywood, I know you're listening. Let's we make the this The cream of the movie. crop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so when knowing that you were gonna be being our uh you were gonna be our guest, I yes. started researching um Pennsylvania. I saw some Thunderbird stuff, but then I got off onto sort of a cryptid uh rabbit hole. Uh, that led me to your neighboring state of Ohio. Oh, boy. Which is known to be the home of the fabled Loveland Frogman. What? <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Loveland Frogman? The Loveland Frogman? Yes. We've mentioned the entities known as Frogmen briefly on a previous episode with Paul F. Tompkins when we discussed the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins. Uh, but we're going to get to the backstory. Clearly, behind. Alan Ball and the writer's room of True Blood have not heard of the Frogman either, uh, yeah. or it would have been the main villain in season two. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> wait a minute, I could have played the Frogman. <laughs> All right, so our story begins on a fateful night in early August 2016. Ooh, not that long ago. A strange frenzy involving monster hunting was taking over the country that summer. One that had up to that point caused four deaths and multiple injuries. At least 12 people, more people, would go on to die as a result of this fevered quest, and the injury count would rise to 55 before 2017 ended. The strange monster hunt, of course, was Pokemon Go. (laughs) While some may have predicted that accidents and fatalities that an addictive iPhone app could cause... No one could have foreseen that Pokemon Go, a game that encourages players to hunt and collect virtual monsters through augmented reality, might lead to the discovery of a real legendary monster, the Loveland Frogman. On Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016, teenager Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were playing Pokemon Go on uh, along Loveland Madaria Road in Ohio. Their hunt led them down to the banks of Lake Isabella, where they encountered a strange creature that would not be out of place in Viridian City with the likes of Pikachu and Snorlax. (laughs) According to Sam Jacobs, he says, We saw a huge frog near the water. Not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave, this is the truth. I'm not sure if it was a frogman or just a giant frog. Either way, I've never seen anything like it. Jacobs fired off a few photos and grabbed a video. In the captured images, you can see a greenish-looking figure in the lake with glowing yellow eyes. 
The video, however, is so dark that you can only make out the alleged pair of eyes wobbling in the dark. But here, for Joe to witness, is an image that he captured on his phone of the Loveland Frogman sitting in the water. Oh my god. It's what? a slea stack. <laughs> it's totally a slea. You are not far off. It's Enoch. <laughs> it's Enoch. The slea stack. Now, the teens ran home in excitement, apparently unaware of the legendary monster that was said to haunt the riverbanks of Loveland for years. It wasn't until their parents told them the story of the frog monster that they discovered they may have captured their hometown's most legendary folklore figure on camera. The first alleged sighting of the Frogman took place in May of 1958. Whoa. Or 1955. There's conflicting reports. Okay. And not only involved one frog monster, just debate about the year, not whether or not the frog monster actually I think I know where you're going with this. All right. There once were two frog monsters. (laughs) This could be the baby, the son of the original frog (laughs) Son of frog monster. (laughs) Yeah, not only two, Joe, there were three. What? Now, the story goes, and there are a few variations, but basically, an unnamed businessman who did not want credit for this story <laughs> was traveling down a country road alongside the he little... He did not m- want to be associated <laughs> with Pokemon Go. Hey, yeah, no, this goes... With, it hadn't even been invented yet. Do not associate me with that crazy game. <laughs> he didn't want to be associated with the Frogman side. This is about Frogman. You thought it was hard oh, no. for you in the 80s when you like to play Dungeons and Dragons? Imagine if you were a 1950s businessman who saw three frogmen on the side of the road. Well, I picture like six months later, this guy is like Dennis Hopper's character in Hoosiers. Yes, exactly. He's just drinking himself to death <laughs> yeah. in this cabin yeah. because of what he saw. And then he becomes Dennis Hopper's character in Easy Rider. And then... At 70 years old, it's like Cocoon. He just wanders into the water and is like, please, (laughs) take me. Well, listen to what happened to him. (laughs) Great segue, Michael. Um, He was traveling down a country road alongside the Little Miami River in Loveland, Ohio, uh, at 3.30 a.m., which should be noted is the hour of high strangeness. A lot of weird stuff happens. Normal time to be out. (laughs) Yeah. A businessman business in man. rural Ohio. It's totally normal. Just doing business stuff. Just not murdering people at all. No. Not going town to town with a bag of hammers and just and, killing and, and, people. And what exactly is your business, sir? I sell hammers. <laughs> he spotted three four-foot-tall creatures with green, leathery skin and webbed feet congregating on the side of the road. They stood on two legs, and their heads were notably frog-like, with deep wrinkles running along the tops of their heads where their hair should be. The man pulled over. The businessman, I should say. Let's show him some respect. He did a little DMT before getting out of his... (laughs) Yeah. He took a huge, sweet hit of DMT. Uh, That he... Funny enough, milks from the armpits of a hallucinogenic toad (laughs) that he farmed... In his cabin in the woods. Yes, which he was now selling across the country. He pulls over, and he watched a group of amphibious humanoids for three minutes until one of the frogmen produced what looked like a long cylindrical tube, or wand, that shot sparks into the air. The man drove off, and word of the Loveland frogmen started to spread. Now, it it would be almost two decades later until the frog monster was seen again. 
On March 3, 1972, police officer Ray Shockey was driving down an icy road when a creature darted across the street on two legs, illuminated in the headlights of the squad car. The officer came to a slippery halt and watched as the entity, described as a being three to five feet tall with features that looked like a frog or a lizard, stop and step over the guardrail and disappear down the embankment to the Little Miami River. No Roman candle this time. No Roman candles. Because when we were kids, you couldn't get illegal fireworks in Pennsylvania. You had to go across the border to Ohio to get Roman candles and dangerous fireworks. So this makes complete sense to me so far. Well, you know how they became illegal. The Frogman. <laughs> that night, the Frogman encountered the murderous <laughs> businessman selling hammers. Pennsylvania was smart. <laughs> yeah. To, because then that would keep the frogmen from crossing the border. It would keep them in Ohio yes. away from right. the people of Pittsburgh, which is yes. why I never heard of any right. sort of strange occurrence <laughs> where I grew up. They kept me safe. They did. I, I think also the Thunderbirds, each time a frogman would cross the border, a Thunderbird would just swoop down, pick it up in his giant talons. <sighs> so Shockey, Officer Shockey, he went back to the station, grabbed fellow officer Mark Matthews, and they went back to investigate the spot where the frog monster made his escape. They turned up scratch marks on the guardrail and on the hillside leading down to the water. Shockey's sister drew a picture of what the officer saw based on his descriptions. Now look at this cute little guy. He looks like a horny toad walking on two legs Uh headed towards a fence. He does. He looks like the TCU horned frog. Oh, you're right. Right? He looks like, um... It was, uh, uh, wasn't it Napoleon Bonafrog from, from the, the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles? Yeah, there was like a mirrored yeah, Ninja was, Turtle group of frogs. Yeah, there was Bonafrog, there was a Battletoads. It was Napoleon, Bonafrog, like, and then there, yeah, 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 I think so. They were named after like, dictators. Yes, yes, conquerors and dictators. Yeah, conquerors. That's more And then P- they're not PC. to be confused with the Battletoads. Correct. However, Which three is- Battletoads, three frogmen. We might be onto something here. Were they wearing Ray-Bans and Oakleys? That <laughs> did, we don't know. Did they know karate? Did they know? Did they have an impossible like jet ski mission where you could not get past a certain level without getting a game genie and breaking the code of the game? Deep so you cut could, there. Deep cut. Yeah. yeah. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B. No, that probably That's wasn't Konami a Capcom. Code. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Konami. yeah. So anyway, two weeks later on St. Patrick's Day, 1972... Officer Matthews, the guy who uh, went to investigate with Officer Shockey. Sure, the other guy. The other guy. He claimed to have his own encounter with the frog monster. Mm, now, his story, this is things get a little controversial. But his story goes that he was patrolling the outskirts of town, maybe looking for some uh, drunk drivers to bust, when he saw something hunched up in the middle of the road. Thinking he was approaching a dead animal, Officer Matthews got out of the patrol car and watched in startlement as the presumed roadkill rose to two feet and hobbled across the road, lifted a leg over a guardrail, always keeping an eye on the officer. And this is when things get very controversial along, along, with the cryptid community. The police officer's pants were unbuttoned. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, no, okay, sorry. <laughs> I jumped the gun. No, no, it's true. So this is where the whole frogman thing begins to get shaky. Okay. Just starts now to the, become questionable. Now, now, yes, the Roman candle and the claw marks. It wasn't a Roman candle, it was a magic wand. 
Now, in his report, Matthew said that at this point, he fired at the creature, missed, and watched as the frogman scattered away into the darkness. Years he later. He shot at He it. shot at it. An unarmed... Frogman. Frogman. Yes, but years later, after a lifetime of being a subject of small-town folklore celebrity and cryptozoologists interviewing him about the Frogman, Mark Matthews finally said, you know what, I'm done talking about the Frogman. What I actually encountered and killed was a large iguana that had just gotten too big for to, to be a pet. So he's like, there was no frog monster. This contradicts years of eyewitness testimony between him and Shockey. But would explain the claw marks. Because and I was thinking to myself, frogs don't have I claws. I know, it's a little weird. Do they have... I, I always picture them with, like, circular tip fingers, not yeah. claw fingers. Suction cuppy. Suction cuppy, exactly. That's the word for it. Now, when asked why Mark Matthews would change his story after decades, 40 and investigator Roy Schaffner told Weird Ohio in 2001... Why, after all these years, is Matthews debunking the story? I'm not sure. Could be a number of reasons. But both officers told us that it resembled the sketch in 1976. Why would they show us a composite drawing of this creature back in 1976 and tell us that it looked like the drawing? I lived in Loveland for about five years, and the story is still circulating with many variations. Just maybe Matthews is tired of hearing the story and all the variations. It's possible. But these variations, these stories, they go back actually hundreds of years. The Shawnee told stories of a water spirit or demon that lived along the Little Miami River called the Shawnahawk. And legend says the native people drove the frog-like demon away. And it wasn't until white man came and conquered that the frog monster started to creep back from whence it came and haunt the populace once more. So, <clears throat> it was the white man's fault. It's base. It's always a white man's fault. You know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is what I can take away from this yeah. story. Well, I'm just saying that the legends went back to before anyone, Loveland even existed. Interesting. There was a nature spirit there called the Shunhawk. Where does this leave us today? Man? Frog? Demon? Myth? Pokemon? Perhaps we'll never know. But if we've learned anything on Bigfoot Collectors Club, it's that legends may fade, but monsters never truly disappear forever. I am not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we have a question for all our guests after hearing Phew. these tales of high strangeness. Yeah. What the hell was that? Dude, I, I mean... Yeah, what, what, what is, what, why did they, I don't know. Why did he change his story? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he wanted a little, uh, a giant iguana. A giant How does igu a giant iguana, it snows in Ohio? Exactly. Exactly. This is why skeptics are like, wait a minute, because he also said the roads were icy. How was a, uh, iguana surviving in the bitter fucking cold in the middle of March in Ohio? Was it a furry iguana? No. That's something <laughs> I'll show you that later. That exists, right? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a real thing, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then also, like, you know, obviously reptiles don't, they, you know, they're cold-blooded. They can't really, you know, scientifically speaking, they can't run around on two legs unless they're warm-blooded mammal. you know, not mammals, sure. or at least creatures. 
But we get these reports. There's the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. There's Loveland Frogman. And in uh, Indiana, around the same time that the, the businessman saw these three, there was uh, a woman that claimed to have been attacked by some sort of frogman-like creature in a river, that in a lake she was swimming in. Like, uh, it was like 200 miles away in, um, in Indiana. And she had like a three-pronged, like almost like rash or burn mark on her ankle. So we have in the Midwest these reports of these like reptilian like uh, bipedal creatures walking around. Now, obviously, Loveland, uh, the Loveland Frogman, it's a little thin. It's yeah. a little thin. We don't have a ton of eyewitnesses, but I got to say, hoax or not, it's really fun that um, we have that photo most recently from uh, 2016. That's only two summers ago. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one as far as conspiracy photos go. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good one. And he does. He looks like a sleaze sack. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. So I don't know. What do you think? Are people just seeing? What, what, what could they be, they be seeing if it's not a frogman? Well, I guess the question is, are these people that are so starved for attention that they're going to create that story? Maybe. Or did they see some sort of animal that, you know, like, I don't know how you get a bear that's... Sh- like a shaved bear, right? Shorn Maybe mangy bear. bear that has some Something. weird. But it's a frog, so it's yeah. reptilian. Is that, that doesn't look like a bear to me? That's another it's, a... illustration. <laughs> it's like the little singing frog <laughs> yeah. from uh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, no, or is it a giant snake? But then if it's icy, what is a reptile doing out icy? I know. So doesn't... then it's it was a snowstorm. I couldn't see clearly. And then what's the wand in the businessman story? This is why a lot of people think that these might be extraterrestrial creatures. Well, also, like, I mean, and I, I guess it's the 1950s, so, like, a sniper gila suit was probably not in public circulation. Right. So, you know, a guy in a gila like suit Like an actual, or a camo like, Navy suit, frogman. Something. Yeah, or somebody, I don't know, like, is was somebody swimming or ice fishing and had on a wetsuit or something? And what's the, had, lighting off fireworks? I don't know what. I know. It's really, Going really on weird. With that. Yeah, and also, yeah, but I, I, w- I would lean towards something like that, like the, the person that wanted attention with the Loch Ness Monster photo. Right. But the, now, these are two police officers, though. What do they gain from saying that they saw a cryptid? Because that, that, they got made fun of for this shit. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, it, was it somebody that was drunk? I don't know. I mean, that's Maybe possible. It's Ohio 1976. Back in the day? Yeah. It's, it was St. Patrick's Day, and they were policemen. I don't want to generalize here. <laughs> yeah, that's but. not. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it was something like that. They thought they saw something. What was it? You know, and I'm going to describe it to you. And I mean, I think it's crazy that you have maybe a drunken police officer firing shots into the woods at something he has not something identified. Something on two legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty wild, guys. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a problem for a long time. Jeez. All right. Well, perhaps we'll never know. Riley, what do you? What do you? What's your takeaway from the Loveland Frogman? Uh, well, you know, I think it maybe is one of those stories that got blown out of proportion. Right. I, I think I'm going with drunken policemen on this one. Right. Uh, it is maybe one of the best things to come out of the Pokemon Go phenomenon. Right? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I will yeah, say right. that. Not a lot of great has come from it. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. People died playing that game. Oh, I know. There's yeah. like a Pokemon uh, death count that I last saw. I just w- want to know if the kid found Pikachu. <laughs> He never found no, Pikachu. No. Uh, actually, he probably did if he went to great lengths to go down to a lake to go capture some. Is that know. it? We'll have to get Sam Jacobs on the show. Maybe we can contact that kid and get him on the show and interview him. Let's hunt him, him down. About, 
But I like that, like, like Pokemon. yeah, local legends are being unearthed because of Pokemon. Yeah, Go. exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, think it's like, yeah, there should be, uh, it's like, you know, what would have been great or would have been the, the cherry on top of the the story of the of the black sarcophagus. Yes. Would yeah. have been, ah, oh, some kids playing Pokemon Go found yeah. an ancient, you know, <laughs> yeah, this ancient, yeah, yeah. you know, this tomb of ancient evil. Yeah. Well, they did say that one of the good things about the game is it actually got people out of their house. <laughs> and, like, hit by cars. Yeah, hit by hit dump by trucks. Cars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> falling off cliffs. Sorry, people did actually die. I don't mean to make light of that. Anyway. No, no sorry. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think we got to put um, Frogman in the probably unlikely category, but, boy, is it fun. Yeah, it's a good good fun. It's a and, good one. Know. But I like that it mixes up the uh, the legends. I've yeah. never really heard of Frogman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The, the Bigfoots and the hairy yeah. creatures, the Yeti type. Yeah. Yeah. Primitive dog men. Have you yeah. heard about the dog men? Well, I mean, I mean. <laughs> come on, uh, knew him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Is that uh, no? No, no. It's hardly knew him. Hardly, Wait. Ha- yeah. <laughs> Something like oh, well. that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Joe. What? Um. What? What would you? Before we go, what mm-hmm. would you like to plug? Anything coming up? What I like to plug, uh, go to death-saves.com. Great. You can also check out Instagram and Twitter at Death Saves. Oh, the Death Saves Instagram, I did want to say, is really, really, really fun. Cool. It's really cool. It's like all these like different mixed genres. There's like choose your own adventure yeah. and like old movie posters with the Death Saves. It's, re- it's really fun. I really so enjoy it. So I have it. Uh, my design partner, uh, Damian Higgins, a.k.a. the Diesel Boy, who going back to Pittsburgh Pittsburgh lore, mm-hmm. he was a student at Pitt while also moonlighting as one of the pioneers of the drum and bass movement. So he's a huge drum and bass DJ who's cool. still out there crushing it and uh, is a purveyor of all things heavy metal and old school Dungeons and Dragons. So he was the perfect person to bring into the fold um, when I was conceptualizing awesome. uh, Death Saves. And so he runs the Instagram, and he is responsible. Great graphic designer also, and he's responsible. We take old pop, pulp, horror, fantasy book covers, album covers, and uh, twist them into... Um, it's really fun. I yeah, enjoy fun it. Stuff. So go check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, think it's, all it's, of it's our, a lot of fun. Our yeah. listeners will really like that. That's great. Yeah. Any film TV stuff coming up? Yeah, I'm in post-production right now for this film that I starred in and am producing. Um, oh, that's right. You were shooting this uh, late spring, early summer, weren't you? Last year okay. in, the, in the Bronx. Oh, okay. We shot Maybe this in the Bronx. Thing. And, uh, and that, uh, it's called Stano, and that's going to drop at some point either late this year or early next year. Cool. And uh, I just recorded a like a radio teleplay. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Like episodic yeah, yeah. radio play called Angel of Vine, where I play a noir detective in nice. 1950s who was on the trail of a serial killer. And uh, the story is unfolded because my granddaughter in the present day finds a box full of tapes that I had recorded. I had a recorder going while oh, I was cool. investigating this oh, that crime. And um, uh, there are some other amazing characters played by Alfred Molina. Oh, wow. Dr. Octopus, which yeah, is great because yeah, yeah, we just yeah. told Spider-Man yeah. stories <laughs> yeah. about Sam Raimi, which was great. And Alan Tudyk. Oh, love Alan is Tudyk. also yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, plays a character as well as, you know, if people like um, Critical Role uh, or the Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sh- po- uh, web series, uh, Matthew Mercer, Travis Willingham, they play characters in oh, it as cool. you'll hear their voices uh, in, in there And is this well. going to be a, a podcast series or is it going to be actual radio? So it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be launched or teased um, probably like NPR. 
Oh, great. And then from there, you can go and get the entire awesome the entire radio oh, that's play great, which man. is like you can listen to it in your car it's it's great it's like a it's like this really compelling you know um audio play like like people for people who like audiobooks except I you get you get actors we playing have these a characters. lot of them yeah, listening to this exactly, right now they, exactly. they're into podcasts <laughs> so that'll be really fun so um i'll figure out you know i'll find out where that where that's gonna, awesome, gonna land it's called angel of vine okay um and that's great and they can people can go on my instagram page and check out pictures of me with which Al, is alfred and joe magnello which you're yeah at, okay. joe magnello. at joe magnello great m-a-n-g-a-n I I'm one of the few people e- that know L-O-O. how to pronounce your last name. You do, I know. It's amazing. It's like McMillian when people and then they go Mean Giniello. I'm like, no, it's oh, Maganello. Could you just I, <laughs> yeah, I understand, I buddy. Thanks, man. Uh Riley, anything to plug? Uh yeah, the the studio has an Instagram now. Oh, it's, really? Uh, it's uh, the studio's called Space Camp, by the way. We finally learned it. Oh, that's I keep seeing that pop up. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, like, it's, shh, it's follow a, that. It's a great <laughs> name. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. great. Name. I love the logo. Thank you. Great name. So yeah, it's uh, at Space Camp Recorders if you want to follow the goings on of the studio with the Collectors Club and beyond. We do all sorts of stuff in here, so you can Fantastic. check that out. Um, I'm on uh, showing up on a couple other podcasts this week. The Storycraft podcast with Bryce. Actually, we talk a lot about uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club, kind of how that this show came to be, and that's uh, hosted by Craig Rasmussen. That should be up by the time you're listening to this. And then also our uh, buddy W. Dave Keith has a new episode of Taco the Town, which I do another uh, Michael Takes on Taco Bell review on that, so make sure you listen to that. <laughs> I was in a Taco Bell commercial. Were you really? Directed by the Russo brothers. Whoa! <laughs> about 12 years Talk ago. Talk about people who are just getting their start. <laughs> Go on to great <laughs> yeah. things. I always knew you had it in you. Uh, yeah, it was for the tortata. Oh wow! Oh right, I remember the tortata. Yeah. Do you? I don't that? eat. I didn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing. Uh, my buddy's been trying to get me to try. I don't eat fast food regular. You know, obviously, but I mean. Um, well, you're not going to get that Conan body. No, I, I, well, <laughs> eating all that fast food, Michael. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, so you know, but once every, you get it, you can few, eat all the Taco Bell. Yeah, you once want. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Once you, uh, yeah, then I don't have to worry about it ever again. Uh, but I've been like once a month or so, every few weeks, going out and trying different menu items to review for David's podcast. And I, this is, I told him this time, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to, but I can't do it anymore. It's <laughs> Really it's like Morgan Spurlock, but like 0.01%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nah. Anyway, and also that's a really fun show, so make sure uh check it out. Talk of the Town with W. Dave Keith. All right, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. You're the best. This is Mike, so fun. We're so happy about Death Saves. Thanks, man. Any excuse to hang out. I love it, And dude. if people want to know more about Death Saves, go watch. I, I did The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, right. And if people want to know what it's all about, you can go see a, like the most insider baseball conversation you've you ever got. seen about Dungeons and Dragons. No apologies, no pandering. Oh, so awesome. Uh, so go YouTube that. I'll put the link. I'll put the link up to great. that in the show notes. Yeah, that sure. was that it. was very fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, and that also reminds me, my comic book adventure van comes out a week from today, Wednesday, August 29th. Joe's holding a copy right Woo-hoo! here. And uh, so uh, you, if you'd like it, stop by your uh, comic shop, ask for Adventure Van. They can order it for you. Um, and if hopefully they'll have it in stock for you uh, next Monday. It's small press. It's an, a real indie project, so we need all the help we can get to get it into readers' hands. So thank you Buy so it. much. Buy it. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, uh, this is Michael McMillan, Riley Bray, Joe Maganello. Uh, you're listening to Bigfoot Collectors Club. We love you. Goodbye.
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.